0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One I think you will be very interested in and might be one of those conversations you want to lean in just a little closer to the radio, don't miss some of the things we'll talk about over this coming hour. As this year unfolds and indicators are that the heat is being turned up on Christian positions around sexuality and gender, And we might be asking, how do we adapt to a new normal? Well, right now, as you might be aware, both federal and state governments are doing very little to address the changing culture that is moving to demonise Christians and the church. When states like Victoria take the lead and pass laws that criminalise Christian prayer and pastoral care, other states are threatening to do the same. In Western Australia, the McGowan government, with an election just weeks away, is reportedly preparing a similar path. Now, Some commentators on this program are now openly saying Christian persecution is on the way for Australia. The heavy-handedness may be due to a bigger, all-encompassing rise in authoritarianism that should make every Australian shudder. The main driver appears to be the way that LGBT rights trump all others, and what that means to the freedoms of parents, of women, and of Christians. Our special guest today is going through his own legal battles, being dragged before the courts, because he criticised drag queens reading stories to children in public libraries as not appropriate. Lyle Shelton is joining us. He became a household name in the marriage debate just a few years ago, predicting that freedoms of Australian Christians would be under threat from militant activists. Was he right? Or do you think still that that was an exaggeration? Well, let's talk through some of those issues today. Our privilege to have Lyle Shelton joining us through this coming hour. Lyle, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil, and it's my privilege to be with you. Uh, Lyle, let's start with uh, perhaps, uh, you know, maybe a big picture here. Uh, the roots of this new normal that we're seeing so much around the the nation today Uh, going back to that marriage debate of just a few years ago you were warning and people said how can he be talking about such things Uh, take us back to just some of those warnings that you were making in the lead up to that marriage vote and you said these things are going to happen everyone said no it could never happen now we're seeing it happen what are your thoughts
1: Yeah, look, I take no joy in the fact that we've been proven right, those of us who campaigned to save the definition of marriage. And many of us were involved in the decade or so leading up to the 2017 marriage plebiscite. And we said this is not just about marriage and redefining it. We said that the activist would not stop there, that uh, the next thing would be the whole transgender and um, teaching children that their gender was fluid, We're seeing even, I mean, there's example after example. This week in the UK Parliament, they're calling uh, women uterus placeholders or uterus holders. Uh, They're saying in a bill about paid maternity leave in the UK Parliament that you can't use the term mothers. It's pregnant person so as not to offend so-called men who might be pregnant. And of course, they're not men. They're pretend men. They're actually women who are trying to be men. And I don't mean to be disparaging of people who are suffering with gender dysphoria. That's a very real, real issue. And I don't want to sound lacking compassion. But the truth is that they, they do need our love and our care, but it doesn't mean we should be defining motherhood and treating our mothers this way I could go on and on Neil I'm facing the courts Um, these are perilous times and um, I'm so concerned that the church is asleep Uh, Vision Radio yourself is one of the few voices willing to speak courageously into this space Uh, you hear very little of it uh, in churches it's it's almost like we don't want to know about this It's, it's going on somewhere else but it is reaching out and it's going to grab all of us as people who hold God's definition and the scientific definition of gender, and and of course, uh, you know God's plan for marriage, etc. And 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 I just one other thing. I this has been a lengthy little start, Neil, but um, I believe that there are millions of uh, our fellow Australians who aren't necessarily uh, people of, of religious faith uh, who share these views and and who are now starting to wake up to the
0: fact that they've been lied to by the mainstream media about these issues as soon as you take a Christian position you say uh, what does the Bible say about this what does God have to say about issues around sexuality or gender As soon as you take that position you become a part of this polarization you're pushed to one side and for those who are on the other end you're considered now the enemy as Christians, we don't have much of a choice here. Uh, we can't really sit on the fence. We can't really take a compromised position. We actually have to say this is what the Bible clearly teaches and therefore I'm in the game. Exactly. And and obviously it's not just what the
1: Bible teaches. I mean the, the Bible is right on the issue of gender, it's right on the issue of marriage, and science backs us up, common sense backs us up, and I think it's high time that we as as Christians and the church in general uh, got into the fight. And I think our fellow Australians would welcome that and would be appreciative of at least our voices starting to rise and to bring common sense back into these debates because it's getting pernicious. Uh, We're seeing laws come in. I, I mean, I, I'm subject to flawed laws that are trying to silence basic free speech when you express a concern about children being indoctrinated in public libraries uh, about their gender. I think it's dangerous because it puts children on a path to uh, puberty blockers, which which alter their physiology, um, cross-sex hormones, which are dangerous, and, of course, irreversible uh, surgery to breasts and genitalia. Now, now, this is serious, serious stuff. Mainstream Australia is with us, and, and it's up to the church to, to be the pillar and ground of truth, and our
0: silence, I think, is doing a disservice uh, to our community. Interesting when you use the words, you've got to get into the fight. (laughs) Uh, Those words went astray for Donald Trump, didn't they, Uh, when the rioters took over the Capitol building, and uh, we might think of those words as a figuratively way of saying, let's get into there's a battle here, which is a battle of ethics. Uh, but, uh, but someone will misconstrue those. And they'll say, oh, there's Lyle Shelton saying we should get violent about this. And uh, give us your impression here yeah. about what getting into the fight means. Because it's interesting, I introduced our conversation today saying, how do we adapt to this new normal? But the bigger question is, do we adapt or do we resist the new normal? And that comes back to this issue of being in the fight. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I make no apology for using... Military metaphors, and, and you know, th- there's always been this uh, use of the English language that's metaphorical, allegorical. The Bible is full of it. Put on the full armor of God. Uh, fight the good fight, <laughs> etc., yeah. uh, etc. Et um, and and this is all through the New Testament uh, as well as the Old. The Old was a little less metaphorical. The New is certainly um, metaphorical, and and it's with a spiritual dimension. But we fight um, in in the sense of uh, not with uh, physical arms or brutality or anything like that. It, it's with um, the the power of ideas, uh, with the tools of democracy. Democracy was invented so that we wouldn't physically fight, so that we would fight reasonably and rationally with ideas. And, of course, as Christians, we fight spiritually through prayer. Now, none of that, none of what I've just said, is a threat to anyone's physical safety at all. Uh, but so the left want to conflate the use of what is bog-standard political rhetoric and and you know just normal human rhetoric to try and again drive us away from the contest of ideas so that they can have uh, all the ground to themselves and uh, this is a fight this is a fight for children's safety this is a fight for the sanity of our civilization and the church should be at the forefront of this the church should be at the forefront of proclaiming truth And uh, I I really want to encourage any pastors out there that are listening, um, we we desperately need your leadership. Uh, We can't leave it to groups like uh, my former organization, the Australian Christian Lobby, which continues to do an amazing job. You can't leave it to the Kiralee Smiths of this world, at binary um, voices in the wilderness like myself and and, and others, Bill Muhlenberg, Vision Radio. Uh, We actually need uh, leaders everywhere uh, to get into this because um, the, we we are to preach the whole counsel of God, and particularly as it relates to gender and marriage. And this is part of being salt and light in our communities. We can't let these definitions uh, in our language and in our uh, socialization go, because the consequences are horrendous
0: uh, if 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 we let this con- this slide continue. Lyle, I said in the introduction there are commentators on this program who are at a point where they are now anticipating the arrival of Christian persecution in Australia. Uh, the one that comes to mind, of course, of a more recent conversation, uh, religious liberty analyst Elizabeth Kendall, who deals with persecution issues all around the world, uh, sees things like the conversion laws in Victoria as being the same as those conversion laws that happen in places like Pakistan. Yep. It, it emboldens and enables and uh, weaponises uh, the idea of the law being used against the opponents of a particular ideology. Here we are, uh, just a few years on from the marriage debate. Uh, some people might say uh, it's amazing that Lyle Shelton wasn't dragged before the courts before now, but you have now been dragged before the courts and you are now in the middle of all of this. Uh, just give us a little, uh, you know, in a nutshell, as to what is the issue right now that you are being uh, sued for uh, around issues in libraries.
1: Yeah, look... Um. Uh, just before i answer that i never thought that we'd be making comparisons uh, here in australia with the persecution of christians overseas and when someone uh, like elizabeth kendall who i really respect who who has been tracking persecution overseas and, and other groups like voice of the martyrs who contacted me uh, the other day and and actually supported my legal defense fund they and these are people who support christians that are being tortured that are being murdered that are being put in jail and yet they came and supported me because they said to me that they can see uh, a rise in what uh, is happening overseas and has happened overseas, the seeds of that happening here. So I find myself, because of a blog that I posted um, January uh, 2020, about uh, drag queens reading to children in a Brisbane City Council library. Uh, I criticised the drag queens based on their own social media posts. One was a advocate of gender fluidity. This is a dangerous ideology uh, to represent to children as something as normal. And this was being done... Uh, in the Brisbane City Council Library. The other was uh, someone who boasted on their social media pages of winning an Adult Entertainment X Award. Now, these clearly are not role models. The, the, that that particular industry is not something which should supply uh, role models to children or, and someone who's an advocate for that uh, industry. And, and, you know, shame on the Brisbane City Council uh, for allowing this and for continuing to defend this despite the publicity and the public backlash against it. So I've been through the Queensland Human Rights Commission as a result of these two drag queens feeling offended. They're claiming uh, vilification against me uh, for the use of my free speech in making that critique. We failed to uh, conciliate in the Queensland Human Rights Commission basically because I said I wasn't going to back down. I said, look, I love you guys. Um, I disagree with you and I want to be able to do that publicly. Uh, so that failed in the Queensland Human Rights Commission. Then they've taken me to the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal. They've lodged a statement of claim there. My lawyers uh, late last year uh, lodged a response to that, uh, rebutting what they said and and saying that we think you should fold your tent and and you know cease and desist this um this vexatious uh, action. Um, and now we're waiting for their response to that. And it's it's at this point it is a waiting game, but. Uh, If they decide to go on with it, the next stage would be a hearing in QCAT uh, sometime presumably this year. So this is something which could drag on for a very, very long time. I'm so grateful for the incredible support of hundreds of people who have donated to my Legal Defence Fund, which has given me the confidence to fight um, this action um, against people who are actually funded by the Queensland taxpayer. Their lawyers, the uh, LGBT Legal Service, received $400,000 out of the pockets of Queensland taxpayers in the past three financial years. So that's how they're funding their case. My lawyers, uh, the wonderful uh, Human Rights Law Alliance, uh, receive no taxpayers' money.
0: OK, taxpayers' money funding the legal side that is taking Lyle Shelton to court. And, of course, you know, you pay federal taxes, state taxes, local taxes. And when we're paying our local taxes through our local council, we're called ratepayers.
1: Life, culture and current events
0: from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our special guest this hour is Lyle Shelton. He came to prominence during the marriage debate just a few years ago. And of course, as you know, he was really leading the no case and the case was lost. Australians said, yes, we want to be able to change the definition of marriage to include LGBTIQ in there. And there were warnings that came at that time that things would change as a result. And we are talking through those changes as they are happening today. Our special guest is Lyle Shelton. He was making those warnings. Now he is being drawn before the courts. Lyle, you mentioned you're likely to appear before the Queensland Administrative Tribunal later this year. That's a higher court than the one that was the Human Rights Commission. Uh, It is going to be a significant showdown in that sense. Uh, But when you go to court this time, if you lose, uh, what are the likely outcomes?
1: Yeah, if if we lose in QCAT... Um, provided it does go to a hearing, uh, I'm still hopeful that the drag queens and their legal representatives at the taxpayer-funded LGBT legal service will see the logic and and the good sense in the um, in the uh, response that we've made to their statement of claims. Um, if they fold their tent, you know, hopefully nothing. If they don't, and and um, you know, I, I suspect given they've got taxpayer funding, they'll they'll want to keep this going, Uh, then we will end up in front of QCAT. They have sought orders from QCAT um, pursuant to Section 209 of the Queensland Anti-Discrimination Act, 1991. This is flawed legislation. And remember, in the marriage debate, we said to politicians and the public that if marriage is degendered, it's going to create a vulnerability under these state-based anti-discrimination laws. Now, I didn't expect myself to fall foul of it so soon I thought this would be on a slow burn after 2017 but um, exactly what we thought would happen has happened and so they're seeking orders um, and this is this is the damages or, or the um or the the punishment they want of me a the respondent that's me remove the offending articles from the website so they've listed about five of my uh, blog posts on at lyleshelton.com.au you can read them there uh, they want five of those posts taken down so censored They want me to make a public apology or retraction in terms to be determined. Uh, They want me to refrain from making, publishing or distributing any statements, information, suggestions or implications of the same or similar effect. So they want me to be gagged uh, about trying to warn parents about the danger to children of gender fluid ideology and its advocacy by drag queens and drag queen story times and of course the dangers of having adult entertainer role models and finally uh, they want some cash they, they want me to pay each of the drag queens ten thousand dollars by way of compensation for loss or damage caused. so apparently i've caused loss or damage to them by exercising free speech uh, in terms of exposing to the public what was on their social media pages so they want twenty thousand dollars from me plus plus a gagging now I'm not going to agree to that under any circumstances. And if we end up in QCAT and um, and the the the, um, the person the, the person hearing uh, at the tribunal makes this order, I'm going to say no. I'm not doing that. And then the next step would be uh, for us to, if we lose there, to appeal to the Queensland Supreme Court.
0: I suspect there'll be many listeners today who will be saying, oh, this is what it looks like when you have to wear the full armor of God. Uh, You know, that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, wielding the sword of the spirit, having the shield of faith that extinguishes the fiery darts of the enemy, the belt of truth and the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. And of course, when it says uh, in all that, uh, when you've got all the full armor on, Stand and uh, this is an illustration here, Lyle, of what it looks like when you're a Christian believer and you are under pressure to be bowled over uh, or to succumb to the pressure that uh, wants you to be something other than uh, someone who is a Christian believer standing for, tr- for truth. And so, uh, in, in those senses, when you look at all of those uh, biblical illustrations, uh, Daniel. And uh, his three friends Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are standing when there's political pressure that comes that tries to shut you down and to have you stand for something other than those things are according to the righteousness of God. Uh, This is something I suspect that listeners will want to be prayerful about So, because you're actually there in some sense representing every Christian. Uh, every single person not just christians but every single person who wants to have as a parent some level of responsibility and rights over what their children are exposed to because it goes way beyond the libraries yep. uh, give us your insights here about just where this goes because we are talking about public libraries now mm-hmm. but this overflows into everything doesn't it? it it does and public libraries is just one
1: dimension of that uh, you, you rightly say this is not just about me i just happen to have fallen into this i didn't go i honestly wasn't looking for this i I honestly didn't think there would be any issue in blogging about this i've been blogging about this sort of stuff for years uh from acl days to post acl days you know i'm just not going to i'm always going to have something to say as as i think we all should uh we should all be contributors to this debate but this case is not just about me it is about the freedom of speech of Every Australian, and and particularly Christians who, who who do feel strongly about protecting children and and the sanctity of the natural family, and we should never be afraid to talk about the natural family. Doesn't mean we're bigoted against anyone else who wants to live in other constructs. But we should be free to promote the benefits and the good sense of the science of gender and the sociological benefits of man-woman marriage. And, and that's simply what I'm trying to hold up. So if if these drag queens and the LGBT legal service funded by the taxpayer is successful in silencing me, they will be uh, at the same time silencing millions of other Australians who will not want to um, put their head above the parapet uh, for fear of being fined and gagged and sanctioned in the way that they're seeking to fine and gag and sanction me at the moment. So this is—I think this case is really important.
0: It's—it's it's not about me. It's about all of our freedoms. An illustration of what has its roots in the marriage debate from just a few years ago. At Lyle, we'll all remember that it was Malcolm Turnbull who was Prime Minister at the time of the marriage vote, and uh, it was he who promised that there would be some laws that will be put into place to protect religious freedoms, and here we are, these years later, still waiting. What are your thoughts about where these religious freedom laws are coming from the Morrison government?
1: Look, I think it's very disappointing that uh, the Religious Discrimination Act hasn't been further advanced. Uh, Some drafting was done uh, by the Attorney-General, Christian Porter, but it's been put on the back burner. Now... In fairness to the Morrison government, he, they've got a difficult Senate um, and COVID hit. So that has disrupted uh, the government's plan. Also, I think sadly, there's a lack of willingness to carry some of these uh, culture war debates, if I could put it that way. And that, that's what this is. The culture wars are real, you know, um, despite what saw, some of my Christian friends tell me. Uh, well, don't use those military metaphors as we were talking about earlier. The culture wars are real. And children. And, and women in particular are the, are the very real victims predominantly of, of these culture wars. Sadly, there's a lack of courage and willingness uh, amongst politicians in general. And sadly, on, on the Liberal Party side, and I'm a supporter of the Liberal Party, uh, but sadly, there's a lack of courage and a lack of will to prosecute these debates. Now, I think mainstream Australians are with us. And I, th- I think uh, if there was more of a willingness to, we could get the community to a stage and even the parliament to a stage where it would accept common sense amendments to these flawed anti-discrimination laws to protect not just religious freedom, but freedom of speech. That is what has been imperiled as a result of the redefinition of marriage. It's weaponized the ability of activists then to to reach into these uh, pieces of legislation which are, are fanged and they need to be defanged and that's what was promised by firstly Malcolm Turnbull and then Scott Morrison and it's yet to be fulfilled and um, I shouldn't have to be facing this uh, and neither should anyone else the HRLA my legal firm have got uh, dozens of people that they're trying to help I'm not the only one and uh, we need uh, protections in law uh, against uh, what
0: these rainbow political activists want to do to shut us all down what a good point. You would not be facing the courts now if there was a protection for a religious freedom in this instance. We're talking through some of these issues and Lyle, uh, let's take a call or two from listeners before we move on. But uh, let's first of all hear from Liam. Liam is in Cairns in Queensland. Hello Liam, welcome along. Oh, Hello, yeah. Liam, great to Hi. have you on. Uh, what, what are your thoughts for our conversation? Oh, I've just—I've
2: um, been listening a little bit. I'm actually driving at the moment. I work. I just had a um. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a younger person. I'm 20 years old, so I guess my thoughts are, my questions would be a tallalis, especially how should I guess myself and and others that will be growing up in this sort of world prepare for what's coming because what's coming is going to be pretty disastrous. I can imagine.
0: Well wow. Liam! What a great question and. Just to affirm, 20 years of age, this is the new up-and-coming generation. Uh, What are your thoughts, Lyle, for Liam?
1: Yeah, Liam, great question. Uh, I too have some children around your age, and I've said to them, if you want to live a life where you're following Jesus wholeheartedly, uh, you need to prepare for persecution. It's not going to be the way it was for when I was growing up in the in the eighties and nineties. Uh, not not the way that it was for my parents who grew up in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, uh, where the culture was with us. That the culture actually thought Christianity was a good thing. Now we're at a point right. where we are seen as toxic. We are seen, um, you know, and this is all. It's defamation against Christian driven in large part uh, by the LGBTIQA plus political movement, not individual people. I have no beef against gay people, uh, but there's a political movement that viciously is attacking Christians. Uh, you add to that the, the uh, perniciousness of the wider left of politics and elites and universities and media, uh, etc., um, we we need to, to prepare, and I think we need to resist, actively resist, as Neil's been talking about in his intros. And yeah. I've just recently read uh, Rod Dreyer's latest book. He's a conservative Christian commentator in the United States. His latest book is Live Not By Lies, and he says let's, uh, as Christians, resist by not giving in to the lies that our society and our culture is teaching, and let's actively resist that and now we'll pay a price for it but we mustn't no. give into it so I hope that helps uh, Liam I, I'd get a hold of Rod Dreyer's book it's not a hard book to read but uh, it's ringing L- the alarm bells loudly. Uh,
0: Liam while yeah. I've got you on the line uh, as a 20 year old uh, what sort of conversations are you having with your peer group uh, your friends uh, about these sorts of issues or do you get into these sorts of conversations and what's their reaction?
2: Uh, oh yeah well well, I've only recently fully started following the Lord again in about August. Um, Good on you, mate. So I haven't had too many chances for, for a conversation in that regards because a lot of my friends sort of disappeared because of my choice. Um, so I guess in that regards, yeah, I, I, they, just, they, they just leave because they know what, like they they know the prejudice that comes behind the name if you call yourself a Christian, they have that prejudice which that left and the media has given them towards um, Christians. But I have had conversations before, and, and and there are when you talk to individuals, they they're very open to what you have to say, especially if you do it in a loving way, which we are called to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's when these big giants like like saying saying with with the social media and, and the left, when they just get a hold of of young people then yeah it just brainwashes them unfortunately
0: uh, Liam let me just say you're a courageous young man mm-hmm. and uh, now that you've had this conversation with Lyle Shelton no doubt you're going to test the waters and you're going to you're going to venture into a conversation or two like this And uh, just so happens this is what I think of Lyle Shelton as one of the best ways to be able to respond in these conversations and uh, with a level of gentleness. Uh, Lyle, what would your thoughts be for someone like Liam and everyone who's 20 years old listening today uh, getting into these conversations, uh, you're not there to win an argument necessarily but you are in a gentle way uh, manoeuvring into there some different thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I think we should uh, you know, and Liam, you said it yourself, You know, we're, we're called to act with grace um, but with grace and truth as the Bible tells us yeah. and, and I think we should always um, gracefully and truthfully push back on lies whether it's in a conversation with our, our friends and, and sometimes we might lose friends and even relatives um, but we should always be gracious it's never personal against the person uh, we should always engage in a in a contest of ideas and we, we should um, if, if we're in a situation whether it's at work or in some other format where someone is wanting us to give into something which is clearly not true we should withdraw ourselves from that situation that's that's what Rod Dreher says in his book that's what he says the dissidents in the former communist countries, uh, when they were being forced by communist states to deny their faith or to agree to the lies that the communist state was teaching, Uh, many of these people just, uh, you know, they would walk out of the room or or would say something or just refuse to participate in things which were blatantly lies. And uh, there's so many lies coming to us from our culture, whether it's the ones we're talking Mm. about, gender and marriage. And, And look, it's going to distinguish us, but if we do it with love and grace, we'll also win the admiration and respect of, of many who see us being treated poorly as well. And that's part of our witness to Christ in all this. And and I think, sadly, that's the future that awaits us. And um, I just really wish that our churches would start to prepare our young people for what I think is going to be a, a difficult future for a while. I, I hope it'll get better, and I, and I, I think I, I, I do have hope. I don't think it's going to always be like this, but uh, we could be going through a period of trial and um, it's up to us uh, to be faithful witnesses to Christ and to his truth and to scientific truth in the midst of all that.
0: Liam, thank you so much for calling in, and our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call or two. Anya is in Western Australia. Hello, Anya, welcome.
3: Hi, Neil, and um, hi to Lyle as well. I just want to affirm you, Lyle, for everything you're doing. It is a It's an inspiration and and the fact that you're standing up um, and resisting is a a great role model as well. Um, I suppose my comment wanted to be was for our church, uh, for the body of Christ, is that we're meant to be kingdom builders and not congregation builders. And Mm. I think sometimes our focus is wrong. And we're looking at Sunday and building our churches and we're, we're unaware or ignoring what's going on around us. And it's reaching into our lives. I'm going to be canvassing here in WA on Saturday for the ACL and they gave us some facts the other night which just made my hair stand on end. The fact that people with the The bill that's gone through in Victoria, if someone from Victoria comes to Western Australia, sits in a congregation and and he's the pastor talking about, uh, you know, a marriage as God has ordained it, that pastor potentially can be extradited back to to Victoria because that Victorian was in the congregation and face up to 10 years jail and $200,000 in um in, in yeah. damages, which is just extraordinary that yeah. we'd even consider exactly. legislation your, like that. Anya, so, you're making
0: a fabulous absolutely. point here. And uh, there is just uh, just over two weeks away, uh, there's going to be a Western Australian state election. Uh, your thoughts for Anya here, because, uh, you know, there's uh, an election on the way in two weeks, and... This is the sorts of thing that is on the platform for the Labor yeah. government in Western Australia. So there's someone who can resist here. But your thoughts for Anya?
1: Yeah, two things, Anya. Uh, good on you for being a canvasser with the ACL. I love the new activism that ACL is doing since uh, since the time when I was there. We dreamed of doing this, and and Martin and the team have taken it to a whole nother level. So. Raising volunteers and activists like yourself to help raise the awareness is brilliant. The second thing I wanted to pick up on was your comment about churches needing to be kingdom builders, not just congregation builders. Now, I think we should do both. We should walk and chew gum. I'm, I'm part of a local church. Always have been, always will be. Love the local church. Uh, but, and there is a but, um, The local, your local church, my local church, is not the hope of the world. The church together... In your region, the church of the city or the church of your region, which includes all Christians of all denominations, is the hope of the world. And we need to come together in in a kingdom mission that transcends our denomination, that transcends uh, what we're doing in our local congregation and seeks the welfare of the city to which we're called. And, of course, the issues we're talking about today around children's gender, around the state of marriage and family in our society, that is kingdom work, uh, and that goes to justice and the peace and prosperity of our city. So you're quite right there Anya. Keep on that. And uh, I'm really hoping for a change in the church's focus from just focusing on local congregation. Yes, keep doing that but let's walk and chew gum and let's look at our city and look at working in unity with
0: other Christians for the sake of our cities. Anya, thank you so much for your call. And just to say, uh, Anya, before I let you go, and uh, this is not a a big ad for the Australian Christian Lobby, although we have a great relationship, and Lyle, of course, used to lead the Australian Christian Lobby, but you, Anya, seem to be a part of uh, what is this new development of a, a standing army. Mm. Uh, yes. is this this is how you got connected and uh, no doubt there'll be listeners in WA who want to be connected to a movement that can make a difference in their state. And so on your, uh, let me just uh, give the ACL website, acl.org.au, no doubt there'll be a connecting point there. Uh, for people to join this movement, this standing army, this uh, a bunch of people who uh, want to be a part of change and uh, in a directed way. Anya, thank you so much for your call. Uh, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, let's continue to take some calls. Danny is on the line from WA. Hello, Danny. Welcome. Thank you very much, Neil.
4: What are your uh, thoughts, how Danny? How is
0: everybody there? Very well. Yes. Um I have called
4: because the discussion has is actually coursing in uh, in my heart. Uh, We've had a situation where our only pastor here, Margaret Court, has uh, suffered a lot of uh, attacks from all angles, uh, politically as well as the. Uh, the The sporting community now I wanted to contribute by saying that LGBT is actually a small pawn on the chessboard, and I'm saying this from deep down my heart because the church, as you have rightly said, is supposed to unite, but at the moment you find that Margaret Court, as one of well known pastors is being attacked left right and center and the christian community is literally quiet and this makes me begin to think that we are behaving like a frog that has been put in a in a water and the water is being boiled slowly it doesn't see the difference in the changes in the temperature until when it's about to die my cry is that as you make all these um, discussions maybe in, uh, let's also speak to the hearts of christians that this is not about lgbt it's about persecution coming to australia yes we pray at the moment that there's no persecution in australia but if people like uh our rugby player was the, uh, completely shattered and now our uh, uh, uh Prominent members of the community are being dragged to court and in certain places including uh, workplaces that don't want to mention these places because it may have some reprisals on christians are not allowed to mention the name of jesus now where is uh, freedom in a developed country like australia and we say in places like iran Or these are uh, Islamic nations, there's no freedom. And yet, where the mother freedom is supposed to reside in countries like Australia. You cannot make mention of Jesus. Okay. Really. Danny,
0: let me just cut in here, and we'll get a thought or two from Lyle. You're making some good points, and I didn't want to uh, do, to stop you from making those extra points. But Lyle, what comes to mind uh, for a response to Danny?
1: Oh, look, I, I thoroughly agree with what Danny's saying, and, and Danny, I think you know just to pick on one of your key points. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, LGBTIQA plus people are being used as pawns in a wider political debate uh, to try and silence uh, Christians and conservatives, not just Christians, but but Christians are the canaries in the coal mine because we care deeply about the truth about gender and and the welfare of children and and families. Uh, And and also there's a perniciousness from uh, people who, are antagonistic towards the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, that do want to shut us down, like, like what happens in those countries like Iran and, and the like. And, and I think they've grabbed onto a vulnerable uh, community and they've been able to weaponize Uh, grievances that they have and and, you know some of their grievances um, are just grievances I I don't deny that but it's gone way too far and it's been used as a wedge uh, to now try and wedge Christians and to criminalize Christianity as it's done in Victoria and as it's coming to Western Australia you mentioned Margaret Court she's one of my heroes as well and if, if you want to understand how vicious they hate the Christian view of gender and marriage just have a look at the vitriol that's poured out to Margaret Court and God bless her for standing so strong and may we have many more Christian leaders who will do what she has done
0: she is not just a champion on the tennis court she is a champion of the kingdom of God uh, Danny thank you so much for your call let's take another call Graham is in Burnie, in Tasmania hello Graham welcome
2: thank you, hello, we're coming to the time of pers- we're approaching the persecution of the saints uh, that tells you in Revelation 13, talks about that persecution, we've got the great church in this world now, we've swung to accept homosexual couples and the churches, are these, a lot of wishy-washy churches are not following God, uh, they're trendy, and when our nation, our governments are not following God, now By this means, anyone who will not go along with this trendy business will be literally persecuted, for God's sake.
0: Graham, you're making a good point here about the trendiness uh, of not only the broader community, there's trends that are going on, but these trends also affect people in church. And uh, your thoughts here, Lyle, for Graham? Look,
1: um, I'm all for churches being contemporary and speaking to the culture in a contemporary way so long as the message is not Change. I'm happy for the methods to change as as they have, and I'm glad for modern worship music and and more relaxed ways of doing church. That's made it accessible uh, to to more Australians. That's been a great trend in my generation. But I'm not in favour of dumbing down the gospel or watering down our truth. And the confusion that we've seen, even in some Pentecostal and and evangelical churches, about uh, gender, about the definition of marriage has shocked me in recent years. Um, now, I think the core of the church has stayed strong; uh, it stayed quiet, but it 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 has stayed true to uh, the Christian and scientific definitions. Uh, but um, there have been some on the edges that that have and are uh, slipping away out of orthodoxy, and I think that's a, a real worry. And I think we've got to be vigilant uh, with the truth. And uh, you know, my, my encouragement to the church is: let's. Keep raising our voices. Um, This doesn't have to end badly. Uh, It will end badly if we maintain our silence. As we raise our voices and do our job and be salt and light, that is where the hope for the future is. And I'm hopeful that we can. I think we're at a tipping point where we could go either way. And we really, as a nation and as a church in Australia, we are are sitting in the balance at the moment. And uh, it could go either way. I'm trying to use whatever voice I have to try and push it in the other direction. And uh, and I know Vision is, and you are, Neil, and so many
0: others. Thank you so much, Graham, for your call. And almost out of time, I uh, just wanted to draw attention, Lyle. Uh, you said if people go to your website, lyleshelton.com.au, they'll be able to connect with you. There's articles there that you've written. There are no doubt links to your Lyle Shelton show, Uh, which is online every week and uh, produced by the good people at thegoodsource.news. Just a great opportunity for you to be in front of the camera and expressing your thoughts. Now, uh, people accessing that... They go to your website or the goodsource.news. News. Uh, if you just simply, uh, you know, type in Lyle Shelton on your YouTube channel, you'll find you. How's that all going for you, Lyle?
1: Yeah, look, I, I've read really enjoying this. This is, this is stuff that I do in my spare time outside my my normal job. Uh, But uh, I still love commentating on these issues. I spend a lot of my Saturdays uh, blogging and um, producing material. I record the um, Lyle Shelton show uh, with The Good Source, with uh, my good friend Dave Pellow and his team producing. We do that on a a Monday night. So that comes out each week. This week uh, I've interviewed George Christensen on his uh, courageous bill to protect babies born alive after abortion. It happens, I kid you not. So so that, that's just one example. Um, so look, I, I'm still commentating, still out there, and uh, if people want to go to lyleshelton.com.au, they can uh, see some of that activity there.
0: And it's a popular saying from Lyle Shelton, I kid you not. <laughs> it's also the title of your book that you released last year, uh, Notes from 20 Years in the Trenches of the Culture Wars, and uh, you do put in place what i think is a more accurate history of what has gone because the mainstream media doesn't always report the way the facts have actually come out and uh, and so people can have a skewed idea but uh, you do set a lot of things straight how's your book gone because you know is it a bestseller how do you do, how do you even judge whether <laughs> it's a uh, whether it's at that level
1: well i'm told by my publisher connor court that when you get into the area of sales where about 3000 sales about to go into the fourth print run that that's getting close to bestseller territory for Australian books so I'm very thankful to to Vision and you guys Neil for promoting the book Um, just really excited Um, as as you said this was my attempt to um, tell people the story that the mainstream media won't tell about the culture wars and I've been involved for 20 years so the feedback I've had is fantastic I'm launching the book in Adelaide uh, this coming Thursday night Senator Alex Antich the Liberal Party Senator for South Australia is, uh, is launching it for me there we've got over 100 people coming if you're in Adelaide next Thursday night. I'd love to see you. Um, feel free, to drop me a note. Go, come through my website, au, and I'll get you an invitation. But uh, the book's gone terrific and if you'd like to get it, you can also order it uh, from my
0: website. And you might be wondering what sort of events Lyle covers, and uh, there's a lot of years there and there's an awful lot of events. The one that comes to mind, of course, is the bombing of the ACL headquarters in Canberra and the way that all panned out, and uh, certainly if you want to know what the difference is in mainstream press coverage to what the facts really were behind that, uh, there's a tremendous insight that you'll find when you get a hold of Lyle's book, I Kid You Not, Notes from 20 Years in the Trenches of the Culture Wars. You can get it from the publisher, I think you said, it's Connor Court. Connor Court. Uh, it's available at Christian bookstores, and the easiest thing, maybe even just to visit the Vision Store. It is on sale in the Vision Store, vision.org.au. Uh, LyleShelton.com.au to connect with Lyle. There's even a donation button there. He's got a fund that does function uh, to cover some expenses from the court battles that he's facing. LyleShelton.com.au. Lyle, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks so much for having me, Neil.
1: Thanks for
3: taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.